Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's your boy Cody McHill with another episode of What's the Word? And today. Here chilling at DTLI Studios. I have the beautiful, talented, hometown, R&B, rising, soon to be diva of this industry. Thank you, Dad. Miss Bella <laughs> in the building with me. Thank you. I appreciate that. How you feeling today? I feel good. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You've been doing press for the past, what, two days, right? Yeah. yeah so... Crazy out here in these streets. It's crazy in these streets. Uh. Yeah. So this, is like, this is like your first press run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's my first time. So we gonna get it done. We good. We good. Okay. Like, 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 how are you feeling doing like this this time? Like, you you an artist now? Like, well, mm-hmm. you always been an artist, but it's like it's really hitting you. Yeah, like, it's coming to life. Like, <laughs> I, I was in the interviews uh, yesterday, and I'm just seeing the energy and just around you and the people, like how, how things was going. It seems mm-hmm. like, see, like you was, uh, I won't say nervous, but you was like really anxious and excited about this journey you can yes. take. Yeah, I I've never did nothing like this before, so I'm just trying to take everything in and like just you know learn as I keep going because I'm new to this. Okay, real, real. so we're gonna speak on you being new to this, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. For the people, my audience that may not know you, who is Heather? It's okay. Well, I'm an upcoming R&B singer from, you know, Chicago. And, um, you know, I'm new in the business. Like, I'm a signed artist to Motown. So mm-hmm. I'm a new artist. And, you know, I just dropped my first single, Juke, out here in these streets. I always, you know, stream that shit. <laughs> um, damn, my bad. I just coughed. Um, <laughs> Girl, you can cough. I know you. Yeah. I was like, excuse me. You know, Corona going around. People like, damn. <laughs> no, you can you talk. I'm oh, no, good, I'm good. But um, yeah, I'm just an upcoming R&B singer from Chicago, and I'm just you know trying to make it out here in these streets. All right, so for everybody at home watching and listening, 
So when I do these interviews, it's complete transparency, right? So today has been an interesting day, you know what I mean? <laughs> so shout out to Harold's Chicken, you know what I mean? They providing the lunch for the day. Mm. Your boy, they get some food. I love me some Harold's. Um, so, so midway through this interview, so what happened is Harold's Chicken um, hit me up, y'all. So it ain't it ain't nothing going on. There ain't no no awkwardness going on. Feathers on top of her game. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but with that though, since we t- we on Chicago, Harold's mm-hmm. Chicken, you currently live in the LA right now, right? Yeah, I just what, moved there. What do you miss most about being in Chicago? My number one thing I miss the most is the food. I'm not going to lie. And I ain't calling shit on L.A. food, but, man, it's nothing like Chicago food. Like, we don't miss when it comes to the pizza, to the Italian, to Chinese food, to soul food. Like, you just don't miss in Chicago, and the food out there is just not hitting. Like, I miss food. Like, when I came came out here last night, I'm like, I got to hit up everything. I got to hit up everything while I'm out here. What was the first spot you hit up? Man, what, uh, damn, I didn't get a chance to get uh, Rosati's. I like Italian Fiesta Rosati's. It's a pizza place. Oh, Italian Fiesta for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I ain't had a chance yet. But obviously, Harold's, like, that's number one place I'm going to. But, like, down, we don't have, like, nothing out there at all. I thought y'all got a Harold's out there in LA. We do in Hollywood Boulevard, but they charging $12 for a four piece, so y'all can keep that. $12 for a four piece Never Yes I'm not folding baby But they do got fried pickles They got pizza puffs They got all that though Okay so lie. you know how the real hair is I've never heard fried pickles at Harris. Even though Yeah it's, it's new to the menu People at home I like fried pickles But mm, I love fried pickles that's too not That's what I like That's not a Chicago thing Yeah it's not they, Chicago That's thing. not on the menu out here So, so they had to switch it up We definitely gotta switch it up So you know Um <laughs> The energy in the room today is amazing. And so yes. you back at home. It's like I'm going to keep touching on the energy because, like, the key thing about it last night, right, so um, just give more people a backstory. So we was kicking it all last night mm-hmm. at the beginning of your press run, and I was going to do my interview last night at the spot. But yeah. just the energy and, like, after you got done with your first one, like, the energy and just vibing, like, people networking and it was kicking it. Right. It didn't just didn't feel right to just do an interview after that. Mm, I feel you on it that. It felt yeah. like this was the time for everybody. Yeah, everybody start chilling really after that and drinking and stuff. Getting so. to know each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's going to play a big role of everybody working together and also helping Feather become the next star. Yes. It's not like we got memories. <laughs> we got, like, we all don't want accord when it come to you. Yes. It was a beautiful, like, it was a fun. It was like a meet and greet, too. Like, mm-hmm. I've never met, like, half of the people in the room. So, it was exciting. Everybody had great energy. Everybody was beautiful. Just, it was a vibe last night. It was a vibe, loved man. It. It I loved it. <laughs> Make sure y'all check out them interviews, especially for my homegirl, Bruce Pacific, at Power Dragon, too. Yeah, girl, I love you. I love you. <laughs> all right. So, we, uh, so, as we getting back to you being at the crib, right, um... So, you're a singer from Chicago. We got that part. But what people don't know is that you have a history with uh, Jeremiah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you can't be 
it's one thing to be a singer from Chicago. It's another thing to have a relationship, be a singer from Chicago with a relationship with Jeremiah. So can you touch on that? Yes. So I met um, Jeremiah back when I was like nine years old. Like him and my sister was best friends. Like they met at U of I. You know, they was out there kicking in like champagne. And uh, she told him like, my little sister, she she sings. She could play instruments. Like you should check out because he could play keys too. You know, mm-hmm. he sing like he cold, cold. And um, one day, you know, he came and uh, saw me. He was like, man, your sister cold. She cold. I'm going to come back and get her, like, when I blow up. And I'm like, this crazy. This before he, you know, even put out birthday sex. So uh, I thought, you know, people be capping when they say that. And I'm like, nah, he ain't. You know, people just be saying shit. But literally right when he started, like, going crazy, he actually called me. And he was like, yo, I could fly you to L.A., you know, help you with your music career. And I'm like, really? Like, the next day, he got me a ticket, and then, like, he took me under his wing, and from there, like, he, he took me to the studio, he took me on tours with him, we did the J. Cole Forest Hill Drive tour, I went to Australia with him, like, overseas, like, everywhere you could think of, like, he took me, and he was just, like, showing me the ropes, like, taking me everywhere, and that was kind of, like, how I got started, for real, because I'm, like, I never performed in front of 30,000 people before. Like, I went from performing in front of, like, my high school gym to the 30,000 people, and I'm, like, this is crazy, but it happened overnight, and, like, from there, like, you know, it kind of set me up to where I'm at now. I know, right? Yeah. So, I was doing, I while, while I'm doing my research, right, like, you say he took you on tour. Yeah. Because I'm trying to find more records of you. Like, we got the Juke record. We're going to discuss that record and just how iconic that record is and how mm-hmm. important that is to the culture here at the crib. I but, actually have a, a feature with Jeremiah, too, on his album called Late Night. That's what I was pulling up. I was yeah. trying to let you know. See, like, okay. It's like, a hidden gem, baby. Hidden like, gym. Yeah, I was pulling up the idea record, right? Yeah, idea, yo, yeah, man. Yeah. That's my that's like one one of my favorite records on the album though. Right. That's a classic now, that's a classic album. Yeah. How does it feel to be one of the very few features on that classic album? It was crazy because when he called me, he was like, Yo, Feddy. He called me Feddy. He be like, Yo, Fed Feb. How you feel like being on my album? Like, what you wanna sing? I'm like, Yeah, I wanna sing. Like, so he took me to CRC. And uh, downtown, mm-hmm. and he was like, he showed me the song, and I love, I loved it. I'm like, damn, this shit hard, this shit hard. So uh, he told me to get in the booth, and it's like my first time, like actually having a feature, or even recording, like for real, on somebody else's song. Like mm-hmm. everything was kind of like for me. So like, I never had a feature before. So I went in there, I cut it, and everybody loved it. They was like, yeah, that shit hard, that shit hard. So they kept it on there, and I was hoping, like, he kept the song on the album because, you know, they going through their list. And mm-hmm. then I found, I saw Idea was on there, and I'm like, yo, I made it. And uh, after that, like, it was lit. It was super lit. Mm-hmm. We got to perform it, like, one time at U of I, too. So that was dope. It was dope. Oh, did you yeah. did you attend college? See, I went one year, but then I dropped out, <laughs> I did a school is not for me. Like it's not for everybody because I kind of knew what I wanted to do. So I was like, this pointless. It's too pointless. So I left, mm. and I'm glad I did because if I didn't, I wouldn't have went on tour. Because right after I did that, that's when he called me. Like, yo, I got you. I can get you this. I get you that. So that's how that happened. Okay, dope. You, you got to accept your calling. You know what's for you, and that's yeah. dope. Man. Like you got to take that leap of faith as well. Man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> for real, cause so- baby. So, what was, like, the craziest moment on tour? Wow, damn. It's a, it's a, I got a lot of stories, y'all. It was reckless. <laughs> no, but it was, it was fun. But the craziest moment, man, I don't even know. Like, 
This kind of hard because I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to really think about this. Um, I mean, we definitely went to like so, like so many after parties and like hella shit used to go on. Like I saw so many fights, like breakout fights. I think we was in Dubai. It was people fighting in the club in Dubai. Like it was just crazy. I guess like that was. Pretty fighting much, in the club in Dubai. yeah. Like fighting in the club in Dubai, like the Arabs, Egyptians, like Arabs or whatever. They they out there, they just start balling, like going crazy. And I'm sitting there, I almost got hit. Mm. And like Jay Jeremiah, he like pushed me out the way, and like they just started pushing, shoving each other. And I'm like, oh my god, I got right up out the way, baby. But um, <laughs> that was probably like the craziest stuff. Opposed, like I mean, like you know the parties, you know. You know, strip clubs and shit, but, you know, that's normal. <laughs> but, yeah, that was probably the craziest thing of fighting Dubai and okay. almost getting smacked, so. <laughs> mm. Before we get off Jay, because, uh, you know, Jeremiah is, like, one of those mysterious people. Yeah. Like, not too many people know about him, not too many like talk to be seen. So yeah. it's, like, everybody hear from him from third parties. So, mm-hmm. like, what was, like, some, that's, like, what's one of the, your standout, Jeremiah Mona that not too many people like something that on not too many people know about like what's your standout moment just being around him mm. he got a beautiful heart like mm-hmm. people don't really see that you know that soft like part of him like mm-hmm. they just you know know him as an R&B singer but he has a good heart like for real for real like he was a blessing to me in my life so like he he, a, like a real one, like for real, like he's just beautiful. He wants he believe when he believe in you, like he gonna do whatever in his power to put you in a position, and like he's just a genuine person for real, for real. His personality, he dope, he dope. Okay, yeah. yeah. I met him not too long ago. We supposed to be locking in on some with some music. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna get him up here soon. Oh, <laughs> he he better come. He better come. <laughs> right. So yeah. we gonna transition. And to you being signed by Motown. Yes. So I feel like when we talk about energy and God working in full circle, Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson is like your favorite artist, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so how does it feel to get signed by the label that gave them their career? At first, I couldn't believe it. Like, it didn't really hit me right away until I had went to Motown, had a, a red carpet event for one of the documentaries that came out. Mm-hmm. And um, Stevie Wonder was there. And I, I am, like, starstruck. I'm like, wait, that's Stevie Wonder. He's sitting, like, a row in front of me. Like, we was in a real movie theater. It was mm-hmm. the Supremes was there, Smokey Robinson. I think Barry Gordy might have been there. I, I can't remember. But Did he see you? I uh-uh, he didn't see me, but his cousin saw me. He was taking pictures of me all night. I'm like, hold on, this Barry Gordy cousin. So I was going crazy, and he looked just like him, too. So I was like, wait, is that him? But I got to meet, you know, Smokey and Stevie. Like, I shook his hand. Like, that was, at that point, I was like, <gasps> like, it was amazing. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And that point is kind of when it hit me. Like, wow, I'm in a room with all these legends, like, really legends from back mm-hmm. in the day. Like, Motown, the people who... Created Motown, like, made it to what it is right now. So, being signed to it, it's just, I'm so, like, grateful. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. an amazing feeling. It's unbelievable. So, what was, what was it like when you, did you get a chance to talk to Stevie? Not really. Like, we didn't, we had maybe, like, a two-second combo. It was kind of like, uh, you know, this is Feather. She's an artist on the Motown. And I shook his hand, and he was like, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. And I gave him a little hug. And uh, we, I just let him go at that. I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous. Because mm. it's Stevie Wonder. Not too many people get, you know, like, got to meet him. Like, that was amazing. But, yeah. yeah. You think Stevie can see? 
Man, I be... <laughs> Everybody be saying that like he be faking it. Ooh, they say he be faking it, and I'm like, he walk real good by himself to not be, to be blind. He was he was working up like he was going down a hallway. I don't think nobody was holding his arm or nothing when I saw him. But he might be faking it. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard a story <laughs> where Shaq said he knew it was him when he got on the elevator. That that tripped me out. I ain't dead. Shout yeah, out. I heard some uh, some kind of <laughs> stories about that too. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Stevie, man. Yeah, we love you, boy. We love you. You're a living legend. All right, so now you around all these legends. You signed to Legendary Motown, right? Mm-hmm. What was the... Uh, what, what led you to signing to Motown? Um, it was kind of uh, my manager, Mickey Halstead. He knew uh, Tank and Jay Valentine, who signed, well, R&B Money, and they're the ones who put me in a position to get signed to Motown. So they knew the president out there, Ethiopia, and they uh, got me a meeting. And it was crazy because it was on her birthday, so she took the meeting for me, and I was like, wow. And uh, we walked up in there, I played a couple records, and instantly she was like, I want to sign her. So I just got signed off of a couple records. Obviously, you know, I was just myself. You know, I was nervous. I, I don't think I slept that night. My stomach was hurting. <laughs> you know, you got to use the bathroom <laughs> when your stomach starts to bubble. So I was nervous all night long. And I got up in there, and every the vibe, like, she was cool as hell. Like, like my cousin or my, <laughs> my sister or something. So it wasn't no pressure like that. And I just played the records, and, and you know, I got signed right away. Okay. Right away. Okay. Okay. Did you feel yeah. any pressure, like when you used to, like, cause you walking through the doors of Motown, like that's, that's yeah, and all the pictures, yeah. all the grace on the wall. You got Marvin Gaye, you know, the Jackson Five, the Supremes. Like, Boy, yeah, I was uh-huh. nervous. I was sweating. My palms was like this, sweating. Mm. I was. It was. A, it was a wreck. I was mm. a wreck, but it kind of went away when I got in the office and stuff. Okay. So yeah, it was kind of natural. Alright, so I'm gonna ask you a question because we were just talking about this uh, before we started rolling. So we on Motown, right? Yeah. So um, <laughs> you did you be? Sw- <laughs> I can't even get it out. I can't even get it out without laughing. But um, your crush on Michael Jackson. <gasps> oh, so, you heard that? Yeah, you gotta. That's not on, only is that's not your favorite artist. One of your favorite artists, you have a crush on him. Yes, and people think I'm crazy. And then they going to ask me, like, which one, the white Michael Jackson or the black Michael Jackson? <laughs> like, baby, in high school, everybody, like, everybody knew, like, that was my man. I was sitting there, like, man, if Michael didn't die, I was going to marry him. Like, I love him. Like, I love him. Like, all my binders had Michael Jackson in the front folder. You know how you could put the pictures in there? Like, I'm flipping this. Michael Jackson was my dividers. Like, I was obsessed. Like, obsessed. But he definitely my celebrity crush, y'all. He my I love both of them. Black, white, just give it to me, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. I don't care. I love him. Mm-mm-mm. But that black one, that black Michael Jackson was all that, baby. All that. I mm. love him. Uh, that's crazy. I, I, <laughs> Mike like 40 years older than you. Right? That's okay, baby, because uh. that man is everything. He's so talented. Mm-mm. Mm. Yes. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, she crazy for that yeah. one. <laughs> I can't really go into detail like Frank Robb did. I just want to oh, throw that yeah. out there. Like that was a that was a crazy interview. Yeah, that was something else. Yeah, y'all miss y'all, y'all, y'all go check that out. Shout out to Frankie. Um yes. so I wanted to speak on uh so you signed to Motown, you know they have a uh, there's 
the CEO is a as a woman, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, was that important to you to sign to a label that had a, a female at the top? Yes, that was another reason why I was like, I didn't even look or even ask about another label because when I found out, like, the president, you know, Motown was a woman, I was like, wait, that's hell yeah. Why wouldn't I, like, take that opportunity? And then Mm -hmm. when I met her, it was, like, automatic like this. Like, she was so dope. And she, you would think, like, you know... You know, you scared of her, like, oh, she got power, power. But no, she's just, like, regular. She was just amazing. I think for her to have the position she has now is is just unbelievable and, like, an inspiration for me. Mm. Yeah. So as far as uh, just women in the industry right now, like, who are uh, some artists that you look up to? Wow. Beyonce, for sure. Mm. Like, when I was little, like, that's who I studied. Like, besides Michael Jackson, I studied Beyonce every day. Like, every day. Like, I would make my mom and daddy and my friends sit in the, uh, in the living room, and I used to study the Beyonce experience, and I used to, like, sing word for word, move for move, and a DVD would be playing in the background. They were like, wait, she did not just do the exact same thing as she did. So I studied Beyonce, like, to the bone, like, for real. And she was, like, she one of the reasons why I wanted to be an entertainer. Okay. A singer, but yeah, Beyonce is definitely my number one. I love her. <laughs> I can see the Beyonce. What was crazy is I was like, yo, for some reason yesterday looking, I'm like, yo, she remind me of Janet Jackson. Really? Yes. I never got that before. Yeah. Remember Jackson just had like Janet just so sweet and nice and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I want to meet her so bad because she the closest thing I could get to Michael. <laughs> She the closest so thing. So you gonna use the sister to get to the brother? That's right, crazy. right, baby. It's okay. Crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. All Man. Right. All right. So now we're gonna get to. I'm we gonna get into some R and B stuff. I got some R and B questions for y'all. Okay, okay. But, but I want to get into you transitioning <laughs> into Chicago. Uh, and I got overlooked because Mariah be on me when it comes to them questions. She. Be, Make sure you ain't get what you asking now. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. Mariah though. Shout out to her. Um, so transition to Chicago, right? So why did you feel that you had to leave Chicago? Um, or did you feel like you had to leave Chicago? Let me rephrase that. Did you feel like you had to leave Chicago? No, nah, not right away. Like not right away. I, I felt like I didn't have to leave right away. But as soon as I had got signed to Motown, and this was before the pandemic. Like um, Jay Valentine, Tank, and the people from Motown, they wanted me to move to LA. I guess you know it's more opportunity. You mm-hmm. you in the mix now, and like you know flying back to Chicago and there, it was probably too much. So I feel like I could have stayed here, but I feel like I got more opportunity being in LA. Okay. So so um, what are, what are some of the opportunities that that you came across being in LA that you feel like you wouldn't have got in Chicago? I had the chance to be on a remix with Tank and Chris Brown on the, uh, yeah, <laughs> ain't it crazy? He did a remix to his song, Dirty. Okay. And uh, Tank threw me on there, and I'm like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, uh, Chris Brown on here, too. And I'm nervous. And this is, like, maybe the day after I flew to L.A. So it was immediately. So as soon as I got that, I got the opportunity to be on the remix. So that right there just says, lie. <laughs> I probably wouldn't had had it being out here. Yeah, so shut me up. No, <laughs> you can't pass up on stuff like that. Nah, no, no, no. I feel like that's interesting though, because you just said how you mentioned it, Tank. Like I just had Josh Can here like a few weeks ago, 
And he was just telling me the same way how like Tank was showing him love. Have you met with Josh K singing from Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard of him. I haven't uh, met him yet though. Yeah, y'all got y'all got to connect. I'm gonna make sure y'all. Yeah, connect. I heard. I have been hearing good stuff about him. Like yeah. a lot of people talk about him. I was Josh K is dope, and he one of the next ones coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he R and B singer. R and B going crazy. Um, and make sure y'all watch that interview too. Right after y'all watch this interview, you know what I'm saying? Me and Josh K. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Josh K going crazy. But he was just saying that like Tank was like opening his arms to him, showing the ropes when he moved from Chicago mm-hmm. to LA. So shout out to Tank for that. Yeah, Tank is another one. He mm. just so, so sweet. He's so sweet. He just helping helping people left to right, man. Right. What was you some know. of the best advice he he have he given you? Um, best advice is like be myself. Like he has a bubbly personality too. He funny, obviously. You know, he he a clown. He a little comedian, and he was just like I think that was one thing he really loved about me too. Besides, you know, you know, singing and stuff. It was just like be yourself. Like we we kind of like the same in the goofy department. So mm-hmm. he was like, that's what's gonna like have people like fall in love with you. Is just you be yourself. So you know that's that's that was that was like a, the best advice I could have. Yeah, did he talk to you about the uh, you ain't if you if you get another man hit you know what I'm saying you ain't gay type stuff. I ain't that, gay. Was, nah. was, was that was that him being himself? Like I gotta I, know. Nah. He was. <clears throat> it was crazy because that interview when he said that like. I guess, you know, the blogs, they took the part out. They didn't even hear what he said before that. And it wasn't like he was really trying to say that, but it was like they had you had to hear the whole interview. Nah, he wasn't saying that, but he do be saying some wild <laughs> stuff. I ain't going to lie. Okay, nah. But, nah, he just be playing. But people obviously take it completely different. So, But, nah, he ain't on that shit. He ain't crazy. He ain't crazy. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I had a chance to meet Tank and Yeah, he up, real. He solid. He, yeah, solid. he solid. He solid. He solid. Mm-hmm. He got to quit taking these bathroom pics, though. Sure, though. I ain't dead. You know, that's how he uh, he do his shit. He, he going to show them titties. <laughs> he going to show them titties. That's one thing he going to do. He showing out. Right, on world. stage. That's one thing. He going to show that shit off. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, boy. I wanted to live my life. I got informed. I got vaccinated. These are our stories. For everybody, sponsors, watching, you know, listening, that's exactly where your ad can go, right there. You know, Mickey Hosted, Mickey's, if you hear me, ad can go right (laughs) there. Shout out to Mick, man. He in the building, you know what I'm saying? Good dude. I rock with Mick. Yes. But, um... All right, so we're getting back to you being in a career, you know. Um, so I guess my, my thing is with you, I want you, I want to tap your, I want to pick your brain on R&B and, and R&B artists from the city of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you classify yourself as an artist from Chicago, yeah. you still rep the career, right? Mm-hmm. Of, course. of course. Of course, with a record like Juke. Feel me, baby. That's, that's um. I was with Josh K, and he was saying like, "Yo, he don't feel like the city pushes R and B enough." What is your thought process? On, what is your thoughts on that? I agree. Um, mm. out here, I feel like they shine a light more on drill. Mm. Like you hear Chicago, it's like the drill rapping is like overpowering R and B, and like 
we kind of haven't had like the next R&B star from Chicago in years. Like the last person you could really say is Jeremiah. Like okay. that's how I see it. I don't see no females like really popping out here on the R&B side or males. So that's one thing, you know, I feel like was missing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here I come. <laughs> but, <no. laughs> but yeah, I feel like we definitely missing that R&B. That R&B is, is really more towards drill out here. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you feel like you're going to do different to change people's minds? Um, damn, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Um, I just feel like my music itself don't sound like nobody else. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, after not hearing no real female artists come out here and like my sound, bringing my sound, it's kind of like going to make everybody like, oh, who's that? Who's that? And, like, my own twist to it. It's not, sh- like, I have songs that is strictly R&B, but I also put, like, a little, you know, hip-hop twist to it, too. So it's a little different. You're going to get both worlds into it. Okay. I'm digging yes. it. So, you know what I'm saying? That's how we got with the Juke record, because, you know, yeah. Juke is a uh, hip-hop. Yeah, you know and saying? R&B. So you mixed a hip- I mean, you took a classic DJ Rashad Juke, that record, mm-hmm. and made it into an R&B record. Yeah. Uh, and That's I cool. love the video. We got the video playing in the back. You know, you just. I see you. You, t- <laughs> you yeah. took it straight Chicago Had all the top Chicago influences in it So that was dope Yeah Um. So we on Juke We done heard the story of Juke On, every, on mm. all the interviews we got before Right Yeah So we got that part down Right Pat I wanna know What's your craziest memory At a Juke party You know Chicago Juke parties Used to get wild Wow Wow Oh my god Okay okay I got one for you I got one for you So I had went to a juke party with my sister, mm-hmm. and I was like, I told you, I was like maybe like 10 years old, 9, 10, and I've never been to a juke party yet. That's crazy as hell, right? Okay, how old is sister? You got to give me back to her. She's six years older than me, so if I'm 16, 10, she like 16. 10. Yeah, she like, she way older to be like. I'm not judging. I'm just letting you know. I'm <laughs> weak. <laughs> but like, you know, my mama was on there like, I got a, my mama Mexican, so she was like, you can't, she was like really protective of us, and she didn't let my sister go to the party unless she brought me. Okay. So she's like, you can't go unless you bring your little sister. My sister pissed. She's like, damn, damn. So I came in there, and I've never seen, like, people juking. Like, they, the niggas on the walls, they juking. Like, the girls going crazy. They holding up. They girls holding them up. And I'm like, what is this? And so um, I walk in there. Oops. I walk up in there, and, like, it's dark. And, like, they playing juking music, like, hip roll, and it's going crazy. My sister's like, you sit right there. So she made me sit on the steps. So I'm watching them going crazy. My sister was like, come here. She made me do the cry baby <laughs> on the floor in front of everybody. But it was funny as hell. And I was, like, crazy on the floor doing the cry baby. Everybody like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I can remember that shit from day one. Like, I remember it, like. That was a crazy night. I'm like, damn, I'm just out here. Because I used to do that at the crib, but I ain't never did that in front of people. So that, that stuck in my brain. That was a lit first juke party, right? Yeah. Shout out to my sister, Jasmine. Yeah, mm-hmm. my first juke memory is not, not that cool. Oh. <laughs> we going we gonna to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, the, you know, we in the um we in the era we in the era where they say like you kind of like over sexualize women you know I'm gonna get a little deep here right quick mm-hmm. and and you think about Chicago I think as a male in Chicago they push sex on us early like 11, 12. Yeah. you know what I'm saying then you talk about you being teen at a juke party and seeing like juking yeah. is juking yeah do you feel like our culture do you feel like that kind of set like set us up to be like you know 
to think about stuff like sex first and not love. And I mean, you're an R&B, like you, mm-hmm. R&B is tra- traditionally yeah. is love, but now it's just really just about sex. Like what's your thoughts on that? Um, I definitely think that's a, a big part of it because now kids, like back in the day, I feel like music, it was, they talked about sex, but like you ain't really know what people was talking about because it was kind of like metaphorical. Mm-hmm. And now you straight up saying, I'm finna do this. You know, I don't want to, can I say, <laughs> dirty words, I'm gonna suck a dick, you know, I'm gonna eat this pussy. Like, you know, that shit just out there now and the kids listening to it. So I feel like, you know, they curious. You got the internet. You know, you see everything on there. So I feel like they definitely sexualize it uh, way more in the music, music videos, you know, all mm-hmm. of that, you know, is a, like play into it. So I definitely feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that answered the question. I mean, you, it, get, it get a good perspective on some stuff, um, you know. I mean, just Chicago, I just know, like, we just, we real with it. Like, we different. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, like, it's, it's different. Juking, like, have. girls with. I always felt like Juke was like having sex on the dance floor. For real though, like yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's grinding. You grind on dudes, but I feel like now we don't really juke. It's a twerking. Like everybody twerking. I, like, I have no problem with shaking twerking. that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but like yeah, that. I feel like it switched though. Like people don't juke no more. They twerking like all day, all day. So, mm. mm-hmm. Um, just keeping it like on that note, have you ever been in a situation as of being a woman in this industry where someone has taken like that overboard, that situation overboard? Like, yo, we, I'm just dancing, I'm just doing my thing, and they just a uh, man overstepped his boundaries. Before. Oh yeah, a couple times. I mean, it's like nobody I knew, but like strangers. Like I'll be dancing like at a club, and gr- dudes just grabbing on me, you know, just. Man handling me I'm like well I don't even know you You know I'm just dancing Trying to be cute all by myself And they instantly think That's like a green light To just come behind you And be like So (laughs) It definitely happened to me Multiple times But it was like From strangers and shit But yeah Mm. Nobody that I knew Nah Okay Yeah Well I know we um, We winding down on time so for our very first conversation Because I feel like We're going to talk more We're going to build more Oh yeah yeah I'm here to support you And we're going to get more of these off. So the final question that I always ask, like, rising artists when I first talk to them, is, like, what's that defining moment when you know you made it? Damn, that's a good question. I feel like when you do a show and them people is singing word from word, like, you don't even got to say a word. Like, I see so many artists who do that, like, who can just get on the stage and they just presence, just light up the room, and then, like, you start singing and everybody, saying word from word I feel like that's when you really made it like I guess that's a powerful moment too like I feel like that's when you made it though (laughs) when the crowd know you and they fuck with you for real so yeah (laughs) that's it Why you give me you be giving me Cardi B vibes? Oh my God! Everybody say that like you the R and B version of Cardi B. I'm like man, I literally act like this since I was born. Like people like be calling me from high school like you ain't changed. Like you ain't changed the same. You still the same. And I'm like yeah. Why the fuck would I change? No, you got an amazing personality. Thank you. You too. You too. (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I have time to ask about this Mexican question? Because that really, uh, I really wanted to know that. She said her mom is Mexican. That's two different questions. Okay, so what's the question before you, like, before I just you wanted, it'll be quick. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Okay. okay, I just wanted to know, like, the culture. Like, do you feel like uh, that's some type of an advantage because now you have two different cultures to pull from? Oh, this is a good question. I can I can answer this one. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that your mom is Mexican. and. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I wanted to know, like, do you do you see that as an advantage when you're approaching music that you have uh, opportunity to pull from two different cultures? Yeah, and that's another big thing that I wanted to tap in was the Spanish side, like my Mexican side, and like doing being able to have two markets, like the Spanish and you know black was crazy because I want to start doing songs in Spanish. I want to tap into that side. And it's just, I feel like an advantage for me to grow up with my mama. You know, she played all the Spanish music and like forced us to talk to her in Spanish. And like, my mama speak broke English. So <laughs> but when she came to America, she couldn't speak nothing. Mm-hmm. But she, after being here for a while, she picked up English. So I'm like, why wouldn't I like tap into that market? Like, I feel like it's an advantage for me to be, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, like I see it now. Like I see it. I see the full picture. I see yeah, being able to do two worlds. Yeah, I just see like you. I see the full. What's like we're sitting in front of greatness right now. Like it, oh, it's a lot. You, it's a lot. So yeah, I appreciate you for taking the time out here to come out here on the south side and rock it with us. Man. Thank you for having me. Thank no you. Problem. Yes. 